Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bennett Leon. And um, today we're going to talk about some really uh, fun things that happened over um, the last few days here. Uh, and let's start off right away with, um, oh, by the way, before we start, uh, Ash. Uh, Ashley is not here uh, today. She's a little sick. She's out for the count. So we wish her well. Hope you hope you feel better, Ashley. Um, but it's okay. I'm gonna hold on the floor here, <laughs> or I'm gonna try to at least. <laughs> All right. So for for Nevada, the caucuses, uh, there were 36 pledge delegates uh, that could have been um, won, and uh, we have Sanders. Up at the top, we have uh, Biden. Um, well, Sanders has 46.8 of uh, the delegates. Biden has 20.2. Uh, Buttigieg coming in third at 14.3. Warren taking the tumble down to four. Steyer at five. And let's see everybody else just to give them Make sure everybody's taken care of. Uh, Klobuchar uh, had 4.2. Gabbard, zero. So, uh, and I, I wish I could show you this map. I, I, I'm going to try to make this uh, visual thing as well at some point. But if I could, if you could see it, you would see that Bernie Sanders. I'm sure you could imagine it just by the percentage. He destroyed everybody. I mean, think of it like... Sanders got 46.8%. Biden had 20.2%. He, oh, he more than doubled him. That's crazy. And if that's not an indicator that he's going to be the nominee of the party, I don't know what does. Uh, everybody, I think everybody that at this point that says that he's not, he doesn't have what it takes to be the nominee is obviously uh, disillusioned because, like, he is proving over and over and over again. I mean, I don't have to say anything. I really, really don't. I know that Bernie's just going to put him all to shame because <clears throat> he is going to be the nominee for a few reasons. A, because he uh, is he can attract young people and people across the spectrum um, into the political process. He represents a movement, and he's kind of like an icon um, of, like, this political era, at least in the United States, I think. Um, and he's been uh, voted um, America's favorite politician uh, for the last few years. So, I mean, uh, I think those are pretty strong indicators that he's going to be uh, the next president, uh, on top of, of course, winning the states handily, like... Nevada. So, um, yeah, I think uh, he did. Uh, he did a smashing job there, and I think um, he's just gonna keep taking state by state after that. And um, now that I mentioned that, uh, I think that uh, it's interesting to note that um, uh, Bloomberg is not on this one because he did not even care to. Um, to spend any money or do anything there or do too much there because he knew he was probably going to lose, you know? So, uh, we have uh, Klobuchar as well. 
and uh, Klobuchar was at 4.2, Steyer 4.7. Everybody under 5%, I feel like should drop out now, to be honest. Like, Steyer, like, I know you're a billionaire, bro, but, like, come on. Like, you're literally burning cash at this point. Klobuchar, I know, like, what's your argument, dude? Like, for real. <laughs> like, for real, what's your argument? Do you think that, um, I, I don't even know why she's running, to be honest. Like, she's just running on the argument that she can beat Donald Trump. Like, that's literally it. Uh, like, I think it's really important to note for other candidates is that, like, for Bernie Sanders, for example, you know that he's running on Medicare for All, uh, like, free tuition for public colleges, uh, free public uh, tuition for uh, public colleges or whatever. And then um, Biden is just running as a status quo candidate, a.k.a. Obama 2.0, Buttigieg, um, what, uh, I don't even know, he's just a, a veteran, a Rhodes Scholar, and he, and he's gay, I guess, so, like, um, not too much else, like, uh, what, what else do I see? I see status quo, I see another, another, a younger Joe Biden, I see a future Joe Biden, actually. And uh, heed my words on that. I think he's going to stick around for a little bit into politics or be dipping in and out. I, I think he's, uh, that's not going to be the last we see of him. Uh, but I'll, of course, he's going to drop out at some point soon in this race uh, because his ca- uh, campaign is burning cash and they cannot uh, sustain that level um, when we're this close into the election. But I feel like everybody at this point, all the candidates are betting on a contested convention. Although I don't personally think that it's going to reach that. I think Bernie is just going to start smashing all the, all the states. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Let's keep going down the list here. Uh, Warren. It's honestly sad. It's, it's sad to talk about Warren sometimes for me. Because like I mentioned in the last po- uh, podcast episode, I believe, on number four. Uh, with Ashley. And... Uh, I mentioned uh, that it, it makes me sad because <clears throat> not many people know this, but um, Warren was actually the person that got me uh, really into politics. Uh, she got me in when I would see her um, in in Congress, uh, uh, like on her on her committee, like uh, yelling at these executives, like powerful people, you know. Uh, the most powerful, one of the most powerful people in the country, if not the world, uh, especially in an economic sense, like a CEO of um, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, aka uh, Jamie Dimon, uh, like the CEOs of Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo, like telling them you should be fired, like all this crap. Like she was a warrior, and she had all my support. You know what I mean? Like everything. <clears throat> so it really hurt when. Um, to see her go from like creating like stuff like the CFPB and from her like coming from like the roots that she does even if uh, she did lie about being like uh, uh, Native American or whatever and it, uh, you can say that like it was a truth and like she had like thousands of percent but like fuck off that's like not <laughs> that's nothing um, 
but yeah, honestly, it, it, it's sad. Uh, she had so much potential, and you can see a little bit of that. You saw a little bit of that in the last debate, uh, not the one that happened today, um, but the one that happened um, uh, this last time, and uh, in, in Vegas when you saw her pop off on um, basically everybody, but primarily Bloomberg. Um, she went after him uh, with good with good merit, I think. She made a lot of sense, and she brought back that warrior mentality. I don't know if she's listening to bad people, she's listening to the Washington uh, consultants and shit like that, but she needs to go back to her, her old self if she wants to see, if she wants to, like, last in this game, I think, because if you actually want to win, people are starting to see through that shit, I think, people are starting to see through that shallowness that most candidates have, and I think that that's an amazing thing that's starting to happen, and that's why we're starting to see a shift to progressive politics, to populist policies, so, um, continuing down that list um, as well, we have uh, Steyer, the other blue, uh, the other uh, billionaire candidate, of course. Now, he's an interesting one because although we have two billionaires in the race, uh, outside of Donald Trump, of course, uh, just solely speaking of the Democratic Party, um, <clears throat> for Steyer... He's actually not as uh, effective with his money as Bloomberg. And I think that's mostly because uh, Bloomberg's ads are way better. I don't know if anyone has seen them. Oh, actually, I don't even know why I said that. Of course you've seen them. (laughs) Uh, Who hasn't seen them, right? So uh, if you guys have noticed, his ads are actually, they're short, but they make sense. Uh, And they're compelling. but I mean, it takes a very, like, his support is very, um, I mentioned in the last episode, I think I said that it was shallow, but that was the wrong terminology because what I meant to say was that uh, the, his support uh, will go with the strongest candidate they think will be able to defeat Donald Trump. That's what I meant. So, um, when we take that into consideration, he, um, I think as soon as people start saying that he is starting not to win these states, and then it's just basically his uh, campaign has been uh, sustained by the amount of money he's been flooding into the election, which for him is a drop in a bucket, of course, because I think the dude is worth like $60 billion or some some shit like that. Um, So... uh, I mean, for him, it might not be a big deal to run uh, and spend all this money, but I mean, that's the world we live in right now. We have billionaires just jumping into the elections and trying to buy shit. Uh, but I mean, if he wants to spend his own money doing that and he wants to burn his cash and uh, raise everybody's ads right, fuck it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so going to the list once again, after Steyer, we have Klobuchar um, and... Uh, once again, Klobuchar uh, ended up at 4.2% in Nevada. And um, with Klobuchar, we see that this her campaign, of course, is going to be uh, running out of cash soon. So she's going to be dropping out of the race. 
uh, Gabbard, although I think Tulsi Gabbard is a great person. Uh, but once again, she ended up with zero uh, percent of the vote, uh, unfortunately, in Nevada. Uh, I think Tulsi represents, I think she's trying to stay in it, in the race as a symbol, you know what I mean? Because she's trying to like, I think she's trying to say that we can do it. Like, if I can do it, you guys can do it. And like, she's just like trying to be like the soul that she is, the soldier that she really is, and like uh, push her way through. But unfortunately, um, when it comes to voting, I think that she's gonna try to write it out to the convention. And I think Sanders might consider her to be a vice president of his. Um, and if you remember in 2016, Gabbard, uh, when she was the, actually the vice chair of the DNC, she dropped out. Uh, she resigned from her position as, a, as the vice chair to uh, Debbie Rossman Schultz, which was the chair, of course. And um, she, dro- she resigned and endorsed Bernie Sanders uh, after see- seeing uh, how he performed, what he represented, and of course, I read all the damage that the DNC had done to him during that time and that she did not want to be there during that time and say that she agreed with that with what the rest of the leadership uh, did uh, to sabotage the Bernie Sanders campaign uh, that ultimately led to uh, their demise in 2016 when uh, Hillary Clinton lost against Donald Trump of course Um, but yeah so that's the end of the list and as we see, uh, Sanders, I think, is going to uh, keep crushing it state after state. Uh, we're going to see in South Carolina uh, right up here next. Uh, so hopefully hopefully there's some good movement there. I think Bernie's going to win once again. Um, I, I know Biden is expected to do well. I think he's going to end up being like third or fourth, maybe. Uh, but we'll see. So, uh, other than that, I have a few things I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> Some interesting things that have been happening in the news. Uh, so, uh, something, just as a PSA, I just wanted to mention this, that uh, uh, I saw something earlier today that said that uh, the driver's licenses most Americans use as ID now won't be good enough to get them onto planes starting October 1st. So, if you guys do a lot of air travel, then I would look into that if it were you. Then there was a debate earlier today, and that was bad because I was at work and I didn't get to see it. But I will watch it tonight, hopefully, after recording this. And I will update accordingly, hopefully, tomorrow when Ashley is a little better. Um, So hopefully she can join us for this talk. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about was a rule taking effect today is a major step in a series of policies that dramatically changes who can immigrate legally to the U.S. Dang. Um, The public charge rule taking effect today is a major step in a series of policies that dramatically changes who can immigrate legally to the U.S. So uh, that's Trump's invisible wall they're calling it, it looks like. and uh, President Trump apparently also want, uh, has told aides he wants fewer people working for him in the White House and only loyalists installed in key administration positions. 
sounds like an interesting move of his, but uh, very typical, I would think. I mean, he's around himself with his family, of course. Uh, very typical, I feel like. He's used to working with his family and very close operatives of his. Um, and then today, of course, we had the memorial for uh, Kobe Bryant, the legend, the NBA legend, and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, that happened in L.A., and uh, that was beautiful. I watched part of it. Uh, Alicia Keys did an amazing job. Uh, and I watched also Shaquille O'Neal uh, talking about it, which was kind of painful to watch. But I mean, it's sad, it's sad to see a legend go like that. Uh, it's shocking. It was a shock. But <sighs> unfortunately, that's life, you know? So another thing is uh, movie mogul... Uh, Harvey Weinstein is found uh, guilty of uh, a criminal assault act and rape, uh, but acquitted on the more serious charge of predatory sexual assault. Uh, so this guy, uh, this is huge news for the B2 movement, if you guys are supporters of that, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to this show, or if you're not, then um, I would uh, like to hear why, out of curiosity, um, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome news for the women that were affected by that. And I think that uh, they should get the justice that they deserve. So that's good for them. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, other than that, I wanted to notice that. Ooh, of course. How did I not start with this? For you business people out there. I mean, I myself, like... Uh, I'm kind of like involved with this myself. I got money out there. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Uh, so the U.S. stocks plunge over the coronavirus. Uh, looks like investors all over the world um, are starting to be nervous about uh, the coronavirus and its effects on the market. So the Dow drops nearly a thousand points at the open uh, as coronavirus cases surge in Italy and South Korea, putting two more global economies at risk. So um, I think this is very interesting that this pandemic is starting now to affect our global economic trade uh, with uh, three world powers, uh, China, uh, South Korea, and Italy. So that, that's very significant. I feel like uh, if you pay attention to the significant shit, you should notice that uh, that, that is uh, very significant. <clears throat> Going along with that is that uh, stacks have been hammered. Uh, Along with the coronavirus, uh, markets around the world are falling as a spike in cases outside China raises fears of a pandemic and ups the stakes for businesses and investors. Ooh, this is cool. Uh, Amber Alerts have helped bring home nearly a thousand children since their inception, but not every missing child gets one. Interesting. Um... Other than that, I wanted to talk about uh, this bullshit that uh, the media is trying to propagate now about uh, Russia interfering in the U.S. election again. Uh, watch out for this shit, guys. I feel like every time that they start to mention Russia, they're always like, Russia is like their their scapegoat for everything. Like they they put Russia out there for literally like everything they blame them for everything that goes wrong here uh even for things that they do themselves uh, and to their own people uh and we see that in the case of the dnc uh in 2016 
But other than that, um, <clears throat> so yeah, just watch out for that, guys. Oh, I wanted to talk about Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, has been caught in South Carolina trying to like manipulate the vote of this uh, lady. I totally forgot her name. I heard it this morning. Uh, but basically, he met up with this lady, his campaign. Uh, they went out for breakfast, or they had they had a meal together, uh, in which she discussed uh, topics with her, or whatever. And uh, they she left right uh, after the meeting, and then uh, later on she sees that the the Buttigieg campaign is. Um, like putting out there that uh, she like has endorsed the campaign she like totally agrees with everything and she told the abc news uh that that was definitely not the case uh so she basically made them look like uh they made him look like fucking clowns to be honest <laughs> um the voodoo judge campaign so uh, that was really funny to know that that happened, uh, but it hasn't reached national news, of course, because uh, the people that um, watch the the cable news don't uh, aren't really exposed to this kind of shit because the people up top don't really want them to know uh, because they want Buttigieg to win, they want uh, Joe Biden to win, they want Klobuchar to win, they want. Warren to win and it's all a system and it's all working against it uh, so it's amazing to see the amount of strength that Bernie Sanders has uh, now that we kind of drifted off here a little bit on topic but whatever uh, I'm gonna go with it <laughs> uh, it's, that just goes to show like it's just it how much momentum and strength you have to have to go through all those obstacles that the DNC, the media, uh, like the finance, like everything, all like the, the pharmaceutical industry, the agricultural industry, like all those people, the billionaire class, like everybody's running against this guy. And I mean, literally the billionaire class is running against them. Two billionaires are in, three of them are in the race. So if that doesn't prove it, then I don't know what does. So good for you, Bernie. I hope you crush it, bro. Even though in the very beginning of the primary with all the candidates were out, I support Andrew Yang. Yang, I support you, brother. Keep doing your thing uh, out there on CNN. Keep spreading that uh, message of UBI, which I think is a fantastic idea that Bernie Sanders should get behind. That uh, is a very responsible uh, and sound economic policy uh, to take on. <clears throat> to give Americans a thousand dollars a month is a great idea, and that is the true definition of trickle up economics. Uh, that gives money straight into the people's hands, and who knows better uh, to do uh, with your money than yourself, right? Like, no, the government doesn't you know know what you spend your money on, really. Like, not a hundred percent. So if they just gave you money, $1,000, no questions asked, like you're good, <laughs> you're good. So, um, and imagine what they would do with that. Like the, the amount of people that would spend that money and uh, stimulate the American economy and the global economy too would be immense. The amount of economic stimulation would be crazy. Um, when put 
the money directly into the people's hands. And I feel like that is something that should be their birthright. Uh, in the country, the most uh, richest and most powerful country in the history of the world. <clears throat> but that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm also getting a little sick here, too. So I had to keep cl- clearing my throat here. <laughs> uh, sorry if that's annoying you. But <clears throat> let's go on and continue. Because um, we just got a few minutes here. But I wanted to cover a few more things that I thought were really cool. Um, so I'm going to slide over to my Facebook and pull it up. 